Welcome, everybody, to this week's Stock is for Squares. We hope you enjoyed the midweek surprise. Stretch does SEMA. Yes. 2016. I'm Stretch. I'm here. And I'm Slade. And man, this is going to be kind of a short one. What are we talking not, about? Not super long. I'm real concerned about our buddy, Roland Cole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After going to SEMA, I'm a little more okay with his decision. Yeah. Because while I was there, the Chevy booth, probably one of the most boring things I saw there. Uh-oh. I was really disappointed, but Ford effing showed up. Yeah. And they showed up strong with all kinds of crazy stuff. And like, they'd given F-150s to people and they'd done them all up. And if they, if his truck can look anything like theirs, which I know he can do because he's a badass like that. Yeah. He could have an amazing truck. And while I'll still be like, you should have got that Duramax <laughs> and then made it a pre-runner, I'll just let him have the Ford. He's already gone this far. Or like those uh, F250Rs yeah, with oh, the diesel. Oh, have you seen that oh. kit? That's sick. Were there some there? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, but before we get to that, we got to tell what we're talking about. Let's Mitchell Rolling Cole... Freaking bought an EcoBoost. Yeah. I can't believe, like, he of all people, but I trust him. He was on his way to work right after he bought it. Mm-hmm. And I called him. I was like, you have to bring it by because you have to give me a drive because I'm scared. I'm just, I'm nervous, buddy. And he was like, well, I'm on my way to work. Meet me at the Maverick in Stansbury. He was already in Erda, so like four miles away, and yeah. I'm about 10 miles away. So I went 130 the whole you way clo- there. You closed the distance. <laughs> yes, I did. And uh, <coughs> I rode in it. I was impressed. The oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. Ugh. What is wrong with you? I was impressed with the truck. The power numbers on it are pretty impressive. It's better than the V8. Mm-hmm. He is going to. He was. We were talking tunes yesterday for it. There aren't many, I don't know about custom tuning for those, but there's some pretty good boxed ones from like Diablo Sport. Yeah. It makes the torque and horsepower better than the 6.2 liter. Wow. And peak torque comes on like 2,000 RPM sooner than the V8. That's impressive. So I'm like, you know what? I'm on board. Mitch will do it. He's fine. He's going to do like the whole pre-runner thing, I think. Yeah. So He's in a situation where... If a turbo goes out, it's not a big deal to him. Yeah. I'm in a situation where I can't afford to have a turbo because no. if a turbo goes out, I'm screwed. Yeah. So I got to keep it simple on my end. And another thing about that truck is it has a locking diff. Yeah. It's impressive. Traction control on off. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a locking front diff, but it does have the rear, which is. But neither does the Jeep. They only come with the locking rear. Yeah. I mean, his Rubicon had a front locking. Did he have to add it, though? I don't think so. Did it come with it? In the dash. I think that's part of the Rubicon package. It comes with front and rear. Yeah. Okay. I I was mistaken. I thought it was just the rear. But it's it's a good truck, and he's got big plans for it, and he's already... And I thought he had traded his uh, power stroke for it, but he still has it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, dude, I don't want to sell this. I'm like, I'll sell it for you. Just put it on, you know... He's like, dude, if you can sell it for more than this number, I'll give you a thousand bucks. I was like, done. I love, I love Mitch. <laughs> done. 
even if even if I can't sell it for the number he wants it to, I'm still gonna help him out because he's he doesn't like dealing with people. He won't even come on the podcast. Dude is a very antisocial dude. <laughs> Yesterday he's like he's like, dude, what do you know about tuning EcoBoost? I was like, literally nothing. <laughs> he's like, I, I can't find much information about it, but I'm gonna get this. Do you think they'll void my warranty? And I was like, nah, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So anyway, questionable decisions. What were we talking about before we turned this thing on? Um, Christini all-wheel dirt bikes, all-wheel drive dirt bikes. Oh. You ever heard of them? Crustini. Crustini? Christini. Christini. Here, here's a picture of it. Check it out. Yeah, let me see that. Zoom out a little bit. You can see what they got going on there. That's a good, that's a Honda. Yeah. That's a good looking bike. Wait. Keep looking a little closer, though. You'll see some things that are like, what's, wait, what's, what's happening here? Yeah. What's this, going on? Uh, this front end is throwing me off, but it's because it's all wheel drive. Yeah. That engine does not look familiar. There are some cues that I am certain it's a Honda now. The frame, for sure. The fuel filter, the oil filter location. But the back of the bike doesn't look like a Honda. Yep. What's the deal with this, man? What's Dude, this big red thing on the side? That's part of the all-wheel drive system. Is that the transfer case? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And you can buy the kit and retrofit your bike to be an all-wheel drive bike. You can buy a bike that's already done. Um, they use some different motors and some different things to make it all happen. Um, they use a few different ones, depending if you want a four-stroke or two-stroke. And then the frames are all kind of custom done because they have to run the all-wheel drive system through them and stuff but uh they've got really nice suspension on them the so i've actually met the ceo and inventor of the product and he was telling me a little bit about how like the front end works and stuff and but i was talking to him more about not so much the details of the bike i was more talking to him about how it rides because as a rider like, I wonder, like, would the front wheel drive screw me up, you know? Yeah, like, that's what I'm wondering is, mm -hmm. what's it for? And so, he's actually sold a lot of them to the military. Oh, interesting. As a military bike. But here's the trick. Um, they've done a bunch of testing with them. They've had them... They've had given them to a whole bunch of riders. And then, you know, had them ride their normal rear wheel drive hondas yamahas ktms and stuff and everybody says they feel slower on that bike but the times differ greatly the wait, times are all faster they feel slower but they're faster yes because what wait, in what what situations this motocross I like think enduro was, i think he was more leaning towards the enduro side he didn't tell me at what track they were so i can't say specifically but he said they end up faster on this bike all the time. And the, basically the way it works is he said, when you go into a corner and you start, you, you know, you go with your normal bike and you start spinning that rear wheel. Um, that's when you feel the front wheel kick on and pull you through the turn because the rear wheel will spin and the front wheel, um, there's a power difference. So it's like 60, 40. 
60 to the rear, power 40 to the front. So, so it's a little bit of back starts slipping. So, is when when the, it, so it feels like a rear wheel drive bike all the time. So like you can give it the beans and still get it sideways and all that stuff. But you'll feel once you start really slipping, the front end will start pulling you through the corner and that's where you make make up some serious time and stuff that's like that so pretty cool that'd technology. be awesome on like an ice track yeah right that'd mm-hmm. be way cool um, or even flat track yeah you know kidding that would really change things in flat track oh snap creative writing <laughs> there you go and then also take this technology to them for us <laughs> another thing that he was talking about was the worse of a rider you are the more you will like this bike he's like when you get on, when you're a rider that's ridden a long time and knows how to ride, you'll get on this bike and it will feel different and it will feel slower, even though it's not. But when you suck at riding and you know <laughs> you don't know what you're doing, it is super user friendly and very forgiving. Being able to have that front wheel pull you through stuff as well, kind of like, like uh, four stroke compared to two stroke when you're a beginner. Yeah, no joke, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's. Really cool stuff. I really liked what he had to say. Lots that's, of cool that's stuff. That's interesting because I never would think that that was like a viable technology. Yeah. Really cool guy. Really liked him. And he was also introduced me to a, a buddy of his that um, is making a spark plug that could make a huge difference in the California EPA problems. Really? Like why? So... Here's here's the basics of it. This guy's invented a spark plug that instead of a short little nub that has a tiny little spark that goes from that that fills that gap, the spark the spark plug senses wherever the biggest center of fuel is inside the chamber and the spark leaps to it. Goes to all the big spots in the cylinder. God of lightning. Yeah, it the spark will jump to each of those that clump of fuel that's in there and ignite it. That's crazy. Thus igniting almost all of the fuel inside a cylinder instead of just the percentage of it that a normal spark plug does. Interesting. He said this is so revolutionary that they put it on the SEMA machines to test the the <clears throat> stuff coming out of the exhaust pipe. And they took a car, and they took the spark plugs out of it. The, well, they had the spark plugs in it, ran it, got the numbers, and then they only swapped spark plugs. There so it a, still uses the same leads and everything. Yeah, everything. Put the new spark <laughs> plugs in, 40% better on the emissions. And you're probably talking more power, too. Yeah. There's, there was so much difference, he said, that the SEMA guys had to take their machines and go calibrate them again because they thought they were broken. They've never seen anything like that. What is this called? That's what I'm talking about. More power, but also less emissions makes race cars last longer. I got to I gotta find this card. I don't remember where it is. I can't remember, but... That's the kind of stuff I like to hear. Yeah. I don't even drive a truck with spark plugs. <laughs> right? <laughs> But apparently, the guy that invented this was also the guy that invented your wireless antenna and your cell phones too. Oh, so, so this, this guy is legit. knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah it's he's like a modern day Tesla. Yeah, it, I'm not talking about the cars. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikola. Yeah, so some cool stuff going on with that. 
really amazing. That is amazing. Want to hear a ghost story? Another one? <laughs> you finding ghosts here now? Yep. Gosh, dang it. I told you guys, every, every time he lives somewhere, he finds a ghost. No, this is, this is weird. It's probably not a ghost story, but it's just weird that it happened to my wife and I on the same night. Okay. Both of us woke up. I had to wake up early on uh, Tuesday morning, like four. So I just slept out here on the couch. <laughs> so I didn't wake anyone else up. And uh, about 2.30 in the morning, I woke up and I thought my daughter was up running around, like running to the bathroom or something. I could hear like little footsteps and stuff, but no lights ever came on. Nothing like that. And I was laying there. I was like, it's someone like breaking the house. Like, I know I just heard footsteps and I just fell back asleep. Later that day, at least texting me about not sleeping well, I was like, yeah, I thought oh, Ivy woke up at like 2.30 and and so I couldn't sleep and all this stuff. Like, she woke me up and she's like, that's so weird because at 2.30 I woke up because I thought Ivy got out of bed and was walking around. But so I got up to go help her and she was still asleep in her bed. So I don't know what I heard. It's like, dude. We both heard someone running around this basement. Creepy. Monday night. Creepy. So you want to. But hear- it wasn't weird enough that it like freaked me out at the time. It's just like yeah. in retrospect, it's like, what? <laughs> what woke us up and sounded like a little toddler running around? There you go. Riddle me that. <laughs> so you want to hear a funny story? Sure. So after the last podcast came out and I told my scary story on it, my mom texted me at midnight. <laughs> And it was like, all right, I just woke up again. After, I can't listen to your podcast and then go to sleep. <laughs> she's like, she's like, your scary story is a bunch of BS. She's like, you were watching X-Files that night and you got all freaked out and stuff. I specifically remember you explaining this. <laughs> like, so the X-Files got me. <laughs> Pretty funny. She, she got a kick out of it. So uh, my wife's... Uh, purse got stolen out of our car. What? On oh wait, that was a while ago, wasn't it? On Saturday. So this happened again? Again. From this garage. What? Yeah. And so this whole week, like random people around Utah have been finding her cards and stuff. Someone, so we've gotten her wallet back. It was like a hundred twenty dollar wallet, one of those hobo things. Yeah. It's called a hobo. Wallet. I, I I know nothing, dude. Way too much money for a wallet. But anyway, at least it got found with a, a few like cards in it. Her ID is somewhere in West Valley. This Hispanic guy that doesn't speak English has yeah. it. I'm trying to get him to mail it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they tried to use her debit card in the middle of the night at Walmart in West Valley. Yeah. And uh, it got denied every time, which is crazy because it was flagged for fraud alert. It's like, how do they know? That's pretty impressive algorithms if they knew it was stolen before we even knew it was stolen. Right. That's freaking amazing. So I was impressed by that. So we didn't lose anything, but it was just a pain to have to cancel all the cards and everything. No joke. Hopefully you can get that ID back, too. Whatever. Crazy stuff. Can't, can't so trust a soul. Here's even the thing. in a little farm town. Here's the thing. In this situation, if the car would have been locked... It probably wouldn't have gotten taken because the other car in the garage was locked and nothing was taken out of it. Yeah. But my problem is, is other kinds of thieves will break out your window. They don't care. Yeah. So I don't even lock my truck and nothing ever happens. <laughs> so it's just like, it's pretty hopeless. <laughs> if someone's going to steal your, just don't leave anything in your car that you don't want stolen. 
That's how I figure it too. That's crazy though. The stuff got stolen. Yep. That's happened to her that's, twice. Yeah, that's that's a really sucking. And thing. the first time she had just gotten like a brand new what was it Galaxy S six or something mm-hmm. when it first came out. I was like, <sighs> makes me want to always carry a gun. Yeah. The problem is though, if they're just stealing something and you shoot them, you still get tried for murder. Is oh. bull crap. Unless they're like shooting at you and you shoot back, that's the only way you can get away with it. They're still on your property trespassing though, right? Doesn't matter anymore. My dad has specific insurance if he has to use his because he carries, you know. If he has to use it, you have like it doesn't matter if you're justified or not, you have to prove yourself innocent. Mm. Guilty until proven innocent. Yep. That's That's the way this country is going. No shit. Liberty report. Oh man. Still. I want to apologize for being annoying on Facebook, you guys. <laughs> like uh, the vegan thing this week. <laughs> I I was trying to make it so, like, I wasn't really upset. But it's really hard to come across as a sane person when you're typing. <laughs> so if anyone took that wrong, when you're, I apologize. When you're talking about being vegan, being adamant about vegan, and on Facebook... All three of those things lead you to be a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you show up to one of the biggest car events in the world uh-huh. and you walk up and you see a guy standing up on a two story Rami Umptum thing <laughs> and he's showing you a big old drawing of some a car he just did and it's chip mother effing foos and you ask me, who's that guy? And you expect not to get a dumb answer. You're in the wrong place, buddy. Someone <laughs> asked who it was. Yeah. Guy walks up to me dead serious. I thought he was joking at first. I was like, don't dick with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I said, I'm like, don't dick with me. You know who he is. And he's like, he's like, I have no idea who that is. And I was like, that's Chip Foose. He's like, who's Chip Foose? And I was like, get out. <laughs> Why are you here? What are you doing here? Why? What are you even selling? Like, you do not belong in the automotive world if you don't know who freaking Chip Foose is. Like, it's just... Everybody knows who Chip Foose is that has anything to do with anything cars. Yeah. I don't even like the kind of cars he does, yeah, but I know who he is and like I respect him. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's made a huge mark on the world. Like, yeah. he's, even, he's even in TV shows. Like, most car people even know who Chip Foose is. Most yeah. non-car people know who he is. Like, yeah. That blew my mind. And then he keeps just... Ramming him to He's like, oh, okay. And then he keeps walking. <laughs> so, yeah. Mormon jokes. <laughs> Goodness. Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. I know a Mormon guy that has, like, part of that tattooed on his body. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when and you then, think about it. And then... Uh, on his arm it says regret nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> I freaking love that dude <laughs> uh, yeah, he regrets it <laughs> yeah a little bit here's a product tip for you product review product review so um, there's a company that makes heat tape or like it, I forget what it's called like uh, flex wrap or something like that oh we're 
Okay, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. What, what's the stuff called? I, I can't remember what it's called, but you like get it wet, right? Yeah, you get it you wet, and then you can wrap stuff, and it's, and it's cement. like, yeah, it's like cement. It's like hard. You go up to the hardware store, and you got all the, like the pipes and stuff, and you try to break them apart, and you can't, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They built the cage on the yeah on like a like jeep a or something, and rolled it down a hill. Yeah, with no welds, just this yeah. stuff, and it holds up. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's a little bit ghetto, but it's like pff, cheaper than a whole new exhaust. But is it better? Oh. Are you going to tell us? I am. All right. So I had a, an exhaust clamp that broke on my truck. And it's just where two pipes come together. It's a male-to-female connection. And it was... The clamp had broke. And so it was wiggling inside of there. And you could get hear the, like, the rattling it makes. And yeah. now it's squawking after I wrapped it. So Squawking like, like, like air is going... No, it's like it's rubbing against each other really oh. quickly and making a really high pitched. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so it works. I put it on, wrapped it up, ran my truck for like a half hour, 20 minutes or whatever, let it heat up and cure and everything. Hardened up was great for like two weeks. And now it started doing this. Hmm. And so and it started. So doing you should have at least rattling. tried to weld it first. So I'll just weld it now. That's that's the real fix. You know, yeah. weld it or actually just get another clamp. But clamps rust. So do welds, but I'll paint it. <laughs> Everything rusts. It's true. But, but just we'll def- this the, will defend. The, the tape stuff didn't work as well as I thought it would. It worked, but it was one of those temporary deals. So yeah. that's my product review for it. I'm sure it'll hold up on other things. But honestly, if you're going to be running like water through a pipe or something and you have a chance of leaking it, just replace it. Yeah. It's like, that's... It's a short-term fix that'll get you by for a weekend or something. You know what I mean? It's good to have on the go for when you're trying to do something really quick. Yeah, that'd be handy. And get you by, but it's not a permanent Handy for four-wheel driving. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Middle of nowhere. I do agree. It will work for that. Fix something. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, that's my product review. And we don't know what that's called either. (laughs) We're striking out this episode. (laughs) The who's it's, what's it's, and whatchamacallits. Yeah. This is going to be a short episode this week because of our SEMA one earlier. But uh, I want to end on an awesome reckoning. It's been a while since we've done any reckonings. Most of them have been deleted. So if you're a new listener, you haven't heard any reckonings. No joke. Reckoning is spelled with a W at the beginning, like a wreck. Reckoning. Yep. Because we're clever like that. But this will be our good buddy Greg. That's another t shirt idea, dude. I had. I just remembered. Because you always say our good buddy, this guy, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll have like the name tag, like the hello my name is. But instead of that, it'll say stock is for squares, good buddy, and then insert name here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's a good one, right? It is. Anyway. So we, uh, if you're familiar with Nitro Circus, which I think you are, you know that they spend a lot of time here in Utah. Well, back about 10, more than 10 years ago now, well, about 10 years ago, they were filming one of their uh, uh, DVDs. I think it was the fourth one, Lock and Load. And they set up this awesome little compound there in Bluffdale by the prison, Utah State Penitentiary. And uh, somehow our friends found it. Were you there? I don't, I don't know how they found it. Yeah. I was I delivering was pizza. I never got to ride there. You never did? Uh-uh. So our friend, I was delivering pizza, and I get a text like, dude, we found freestyle ramps. We're going to take our dirt bikes there. I'm like, I got to 
get sick and leave work. (laughs) I'm not feeling too good. (laughs) Take off. We show up and there are these freestyle ramps set up with nice dirt landings and everything. I was like, holy crap. So we scooted one close. We'd never hit ramps at this point. So we hit these ramps. We'd scoot the ramp out a little further and further. Well, Greg, when he still had your RM before you bought it. My RM's been through hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you even know about this one. <laughs> I've, I've heard about it many times. Okay, good. Yeah. He was just getting into dirt biking. He wasn't very good yet. He gets this RM250, which is entirely too much bike, and he... Hits the ramp after we moved it back way too fast. He street bike Tommy that thing. Street bike Tommy it completely flat landed. Complete off a freestyle ramp over the landing onto flat. I don't like the bike fell apart like it did, yeah. <laughs> like it used to do. And he was laying there. I thought he was dead for sure, but he, he was the fine. Freestyle like, ramp, like just to give you guys an idea, it's like 10 feet tall yeah. to the top of the jump. So when you go off the top of that, you're already a story up. And then you go another 10, 15 feet up. So now you're two and a half stories up. And like 80 feet long. And you're moving forward as well. Yeah. And then you come down like a freaking lawn dart from two stories up. Yep. But he wasn't even hospitalized on that one. So lucky him. impressive. Lucky him. Because this guy, we'll have some reckonings from him because... He's gone down on a super sport at 90, right? Lost yep. a bunch of skin. Yep. He broke that bike in half trying to arena cross it before, right? <laughs> you bought it the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he'll he'll be a recurring character in these reckonings from time to time. And uh, another, just to end the story, the Nitro Circus DVD came out, and sure enough, that was where we were riding. We didn't know it was theirs at the time. It was when the DVD came out. I was like, oh, no way. They were probably pissed that some punk kids moved <laughs> their around back all over the place. Well, we put it back. But, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So we hit Nitro Circus's freestyle ramps, and Craig almost killed himself. I've never hit a freestyle ramp before. Not even once, huh? Nope. Well, we, we all bought one, and then I never hit it. Well, from the story... I remember as we were, it was senior year and three of you went in on the ramp yeah. and Tony put it like you guys had to keep it at Tony's house because he's the only one that had parents that would let it, you know, yeah. be there. His parents were divorced, so they were vying yeah. for his affections. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all the rest of us had more strict parents, we'll just say that, and yeah. uh, couldn't keep it at our place. So we kept it there, but then... We could never go get it from Tony. It was always yeah. locked up, and it was we'd always give him crap. Big freestyle man that <laughs> he won't, won't hit, hit the ramp sitting in his backyard, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. And they, I guess they took it out a couple of times, but it was after I was in Florida, so yeah, I never got to hit it. But they had a few ramps. Uh, all right, well, it's a short and sweet one this week. There you go. I mean, hopefully, it's sweet. Hope y'all have a great week, and remember, stock is for squares, so make it yours. Mm